welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. These are uh, different days for us. These are different things, different times, and we're trying to figure out how to move ahead in different days. And uh, as you can see, we're doing new things here. We're coming at you live this morning from our headquarters, and uh, we had to get together and try and figure out how to make something happen so that we could still have church together. And our hope and our desire is is that in the middle of all these um, shutdowns and in the middle of you can't go to work, in the middle of there's no toilet paper and you can't go to sit in Tim Hortons and get coffee anymore, you can't go to Starbucks anymore, that you can still gather maybe in small groups at your home and you can get together with some friends and your family and we can still have some kind of church together. I don't know what these days ahead are going to look like for us uh, uh, in the sense of church as usual because church is not as usual right now and we're doing new things and God is going to work mightily in our midst and I'll tell you what, I am excited. And you know what, even though you're at home, now is a good time for you to shout amen. You can look at your neighbor, you can look at your husband, your wife, you can look at your kids, you could pet your dog on the head and say amen, amen little Fifi, amen little Fifi. That's where I'm pausing for you to laugh because I know you're laughing at home, so I pause so you can hear what I'm saying. Go ahead, laugh some more. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's going to be a great Sunday together. And before we start, actually I want to do this. Because this is so new and so different and so so out of the box for us, I want to just pray together for a second. So if you would, would you just put your hand over your heart or over your ears or over your eyes and let's pray together. God, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad of that. Even though things look different and they look weird, God, we're still rejoicing that this is the day that you have made. Father, I pray right now that there is no distractions that come that even though we're watching things online, that there's nothing else that pops up and draws us away, but we are here to spend time with you and in your presence. So, Father, I pray right now that your spirit goes through this camera into all those places where everybody's sitting, where they're watching. God, and I thank you that you are bringing life and healing and health and wholeness to every person today as we, as we gather in your name, Father. We thank you for your life. God, I thank you that your kingdom comes and that your will is done in this place today. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Amen, amen. amen. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into the word today. And I want to preach to you about something called today. I'm going to call this, so, now what? Yep, so, now what? Uh, If you have a neighbor, look at your neighbor and say, so, now what? Now what? Now what do we do? What does this look like now? And you know how much I love a good say to your neighbor, so even though I'm sitting in a room by myself right now with a few other people, I'm going to tell you to look at your neighbor and say, so, now what? Uh, And I want to just say, have you ever been in a situation that was confusing or awkward or things didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go and then you found yourself at the end of that situation going, hmm, so... What do we do now? Now what? What are we supposed to do? Who's supposed to do something? What's happening? I think we've all found ourselves in those places. And definitely this week, we're at a place where maybe you've been saying, so now what do we do? 
what do I do now about my job? What do I do now about how I feel? What do I do now about my thoughts and my worries? What do I do now about my mortgage? What do I do now about church? What do I do now about a million other things? And we're going to talk about today. So now what? And I want to start, here's what I want to do. I want to read through three stories in the Gospels and two in the book of Acts. Well, three stories in total. Don't worry, just three in total, not five. And um, I want to read these stories, and then I'll make a bigger point and tie it all together. So since you're at home, I know you have a Bible. You can't tell me that you forgot your Bible at home today because you're at home, most likely. So go find a Bible, big paper Bible. And if you would, would you open it with me to John chapter 21? This is the last chapter in the book of John. And um, we're going to start in verse 1, and today I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it's a great story. This is, this is after Jesus has, um, he, was, he died on the cross, he was buried, arose again, he showed up a few times to the disciples. And in John chapter 21, starting in verse 1, it says, Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee, and this is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there named Simon Peter, Thomas, uh, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. And then verse 3 says this, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. Just sitting around says, well, I'm going fishing. And it's one of those moments where you know that somebody was having a conversation or you know that Peter was thinking in his mind, what am I going to do? And you know that probably this thought, and maybe not in the vernacular that we would say it in because it's 2,000 years later, but maybe in his vernacular of the day, he said something along the lines of, great, so now what? Now what do we do? And he's sitting around, and, and Simon Peter says, well, I'm going fishing. And he gets up, and the disciples, other disciples, Going on in verse 3, say, well, we'll come too. They all said, so they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night long. And at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. I love that. And he calls out in verse 5, he says, fellows, have you caught any fish? I don't imagine fellows is what he actually said, because it's a very common word today. But it would be great to picture Jesus going, fellows, hey, buddies, hey, guys, uh, have you caught any fish yet? And then um, they say, no. Like, no, we didn't catch anything. We've been out here all night long. Sounds familiar. Sounds like we've heard this story before, doesn't it? Sounds like this could have taken place somewhere at the beginning of this book. Maybe it has. Maybe you should go read that for yourself and find out. Verse 6 says, then he said, throw your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then in verse 7, the, disciples, the disciple Jesus loved, who's John, said to Peter, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. John says, it's the Lord. And so when Simon Peter hears this, says he put on his tunic, for he had stripped down for work, and he jumped into the water, and he headed to the shore. So we have a picture, Simon Peter sitting around. Everything's changed for the last three years. He was hanging out with Jesus every day. Jesus was telling them about being fishers of men. That's why when he called them, he said, come follow me. I'll make you a fisher of men. 
They walked around. They did amazing signs and wonders. They watched Jesus perform all these miracles. They listened to Jesus talk about a new kingdom was coming and, that, and what that would look like. And, and they just, that was their life for three and a half years. And suddenly, Jesus is gone. The disciples are sitting around. Everything's changed. Nothing is as it was. Sounds like today, doesn't it? Sounds like the time that we're living in right now because 10 days ago, everything was completely different. Now here we are in the middle of March and everything's changed. Peter says, I'm going to go fishing. I don't know what else to do. I'm going to go fishing. Gets up, takes the disciples with him. They all go fishing. Jesus shows up. Peter puts his clothes on, jumps out of the boat and swims ashore. Flip over one page to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1. And we're going to start in verse 6. This is another story. Remember, I'm going, to make, I'm going to tell you three stories from the Bible, and I'm going to tie them all together with one point. So just hang on. Give me some leeway here. Verse 6 says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That is some good news that you need to hear today. I don't know where you're at, what you're doing, but I think some of you today need to hear this. In the middle of the circumstances that are going on and going around, you have been given the Spirit of God. You've been given the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is inside of you for what it says here. You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, you've got something inside of you that you are called to give away. And there's people, whether you're neighbors, whether they're your friends, whether you're family, or whether you've never come to our church, never, you've never been to Hope City before, and you're watching online, there is something that God is wanting to do that you can receive today. Amen. It says this in verse 9, After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could see him no longer. I love this story. Because in my mind, and I've told you guys, some of you know this, that I have a very creative imagination. I'm always picturing things. When I read the Bible, I see it uh, as a movie. So as I read it, I'm seeing the pictures in my head. And in my head, in the movie that's taking place right here, all these disciples are gathered up on a hill, and they're all standing there. Jesus is talking to them, and Jesus just begins to rise and rise and rise. And they're all watching him talking, and they just slowly start watching Jesus rise and rise and rise. Until he's gone. And the Bible says they were watching until they could no longer see him. Until they couldn't see him anymore. And in my mind, my picture, my picture is the disciples, they're like doing that squinting thing. They're like, their eyes are closed and they're squinting and they're looking at the sun. And Simon's telling everybody, guys, don't look at the sun. You'll go blind. You can't look at the sun. And the other ones are looking and they're like, don't, Simon, don't tell us what to do. You're not Jesus. You can't tell us what to do. And they're squinting and they're trying to see Jesus. And they're looking up there and they're just looking. And they're looking there so long and they're staring up into heaven so long. I imagine they were probably thinking, great, now what? He went to the cross. He was buried in the grave and he was gone. He came back. He was here a little bit and he left and he came back and he was, he was gone, came back. The Bible says that he kept coming and going. And now here he is. We saw him again. And this time he went up in the clouds into heaven and he's gone. Now what do we do? So now what? What are we supposed to do? 
It looks like Jesus has really left. This time we saw him leave. Now what are we supposed to do? And then we see here in verse 10, it says, As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Verse 11 says, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. I imagine they were standing there because they didn't know what, what are we supposed to do? What is, what, what's happening right now? Right. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. Now he's really gone. So now what are we supposed to do? So now where are we supposed to go? What does this look like? Who's, who's in charge now? Before, Jesus was always in charge. Jesus was telling us where to go. Jesus was saying what to do. And now he's gone. Now what are we supposed to do? What does this look like? Now we have to come up with a, new, a whole new organizational structure. Who's going to be the president? Who's the secretary? Who's the treasurer? How does this all work? Who's giving us our orders? What do we do? What do we do? What does this look like? Let's keep going. One more story. Next chapter. Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Now, you got to remember, the night that Jesus was crucified was Passover. And then Pentecost, the story we're about to read, is 50 days later. So from Passover to Pentecost, it's 50 days. The Bible tells us that Jesus was in the ground for three days. And then the beginning of Acts chapter 1 Right here in verse 3, it says, During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. So that means that there was about 43 days between Passover and Pentecost where Jesus was around. And at the end of that 43 days, as that's when he went to heaven, and they watched him go up in the clouds. So roughly now, we've got about a week where we're starting in verse 1 of chapter 2. It says, On the day of Pentecost... All the believers were meeting together in one place. And they'd been spending a week together in this upper room. If you read the rest of chapter 1, they had gone to this upper room because Jesus told them to go back to Jerusalem and to wait for the promise that I'm going to send. Wait, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So go back to Jerusalem, go wait, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So they've been waiting for a week-ish in this room. And don't you imagine at some point in that week, people started looking around at each other? It's been like four days. It's, uh, it's a long time. It's been five days now. Oh, my gosh. i got to go to the bathroom. Am I leaving and going to the bathroom? Do I have to stay here the whole time? Six days we've been waiting here. And don't you imagine at some point somebody was like, what are we waiting for? Now what? We've been, we waited one day. We waited two days. We waited three days. We waited four days. We waited five days. Now what are we doing? It's a long time. Yeah. Everything's changed. Yeah. It's confusing and it's scary and I don't know what to do and I don't know. Well, just nothing, nothing adds up anymore. It's all new. I don't know how to find my way through this mess. Everything's completely changed. What do we do? goes on here in verse 2 of chapter 2. It says, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. 
Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Okay, we've just gone through three stories, and here, here's what I want to talk to you about for a minute. All three of these stories had something in common. All three of these stories were about a major change in circumstances, a major change in life, a major time when you could say, I don't know what to do from here. Everything has changed. I understood it before. I understood it last week. I understood it yesterday, but today I don't get it anymore, and I don't know what to do. So now what do I do? In that first story in the book of John, here's here's what I want to say to you, and I'm going to show you this in a second, but here's what I want to say to you. In the midst of those times, in the midst of those changes, in the midst of those life-altering circumstances where you're sitting around saying, so now what? And maybe you're sitting here listening to me speak to you right now, and you're saying, so now what? And maybe you're so angry at the changes, and maybe you're so afraid, you're saying, so now what, God? Here's what I want to tell you. In every one of those stories you read, there was a moment where Jesus or God showed up in the midst and brought direction and brought life and brought understanding. And what I want to tell you today is God is not going to leave you or forsake you. We talked about this last week at church. The Bible says he will never leave you or forsake you. And we're going to look at these stories real quick and you'll see in every one of them that Jesus, the spirit of God showed up or God sent somebody there to bring healing and life and say, this is what you should do. And I want to tell you today that in the midst of your circumstances, that God is still there with you. God is still leading you. He won't leave you. He won't abandon you. And you're saying, so now what? God's saying, let me tell you what. In the book of John, when the disciples went fishing, when they didn't know what else to do, who showed up? Jesus showed up on on the shore. And when he showed up, they weren't catching fish. They were out all night long. They weren't catching a thing. And Jesus, in his in his graciousness and his goodness, said, hey, why don't you cast your net on the other side and see what happens? In my mind, again, in the movie, Jesus was like snickering, like, these guys are going to love this. Hey, guys, why don't you throw your net on the other side of the boat? (laughs) He probably just couldn't contain what he knew was about to happen. When the disciples watched Jesus rise up, and they were squinting, squinting at the sun, and Simon kept saying, quit looking at the sun. And they were staring, and I imagine they were like, man, lunch, someone went, what do we do now? Where do we go from here? What are we supposed to do? Now what? God sent those angels down to speak to the disciples and say, hey, he's coming back just the way he left. And in the book of Acts, when those disciples sat in the upper room, 
And those 120 people were there and they had gathered and they were waiting because Jesus said, go back to Jerusalem and wait in that room and I'm going to send the gift, which is the Holy Spirit. He's going to be there and he's going to guide you and he's going to teach you about the things that I said. He's going to remind you of those things and you're going to walk around in his power and his authority and his life doing all the things that I've called you to do. He said, go wait for that. And they sat in that room waiting for like a week and they could have sat around saying, man, this has been a long week and I don't know what's going on and I don't know how long I'm going to have to stay in my house and I don't know how long I can't go to work anymore and I don't know how long I can't talk to my friends and I don't, it's just weird. How long, how long, what, now, what, now, what, now, what? And the Bible says as they waited one day on the day of Pentecost, suddenly the sound of rushing wind filled that room and the Holy Spirit showed up. You may be saying, so now what? What do we do now? What does this look like? How do we move forward? I want to tell you that maybe, maybe things have changed on the outside, but the bigger weighty things of life, the spiritual matters, the things that involve God and what he wants to do in you and through you, those things haven't changed, and he is here today telling you that I am here right beside you. And yeah, maybe we're not sitting together in a big building or a building of any kind today, and maybe we're not, you know, having offering and announcements and everything looks the way it was. We don't have coffee for you to come and get, and you don't get to say hi to your best friend, and you can't go to a Chinese buffet after lunch because everything's changed. But that doesn't mean that God has left. That doesn't mean that the work of the gospel won't continue because it will. I can hear you cheering from here. I paused there because I knew you were cheering me on. God's working in the midst of all of this. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's coming right now to bring you clarity, to bring you insight, to bring you healing, to bring you health, to bring you wholeness, to bring you direction, to bring you peace, to remove that fear and that anxiety. God wants to pull those things out of you. So, now what? So now, what an exciting time where we don't know for how long, but for a time, this is what church looks like. And I don't know, I mean, you're, you're all pretty smart. You're probably smarter than me. So you probably already realize how much this looks like the book of Acts, or it could look like the book of Acts. Our hope and our desire, mine and Pastor Jenny's desire for you is that in those times, as much as we still can, that maybe you're gathering in homes. Maybe you have a few friends there with you and you're having breakfast together and you're clinking your coffee cups and your orange juice mugs together and you're sitting there, you've cracked your Bibles open and maybe before the live stream started, you were able just to like begin to pray with one another. Maybe somebody was sharing you some of their concerns and you were saying like, hey, let's pray together. Maybe there's real community forming right now that you couldn't always get. And maybe something new is taking place where you're able to allow the Spirit of God to work in you and through you to move in this new day and age. I want to end with one scripture here. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, in verse 19 and 20, it says this. I also tell you this, this is Jesus speaking. 
If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. And here's the part I want to focus on for you today. Because, yeah, we're not in a church together. We're not in a building. You're not sitting there while somebody's preaching to you. It looks all different. Maybe you're at home by yourself. Maybe you can't go be with people. And you're like, this is so different. This is so new and so, I just, it feels weird. And I'm not quite sure what to do and how to interact with the screen. And, and I, you know, it's just different and new. Jesus said this, and it's a reminder for each and every one of us today. He says, for where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. And so you may be saying, so now what? Well, here's what God is saying to you today. That when you're there, when you're there with your kids or your spouse or your friends or you're by yourself, that God is still there. When you gather, the Bible says, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. And now we have the Spirit of God as well living inside of us. And if you're by yourself today, that Spirit of God rests inside of you. So if you're somewhere today and you've got people gathered with you, you've got a small group of people, and you've had breakfast together, you've shared coffee, or you've shared orange juice, or you've shared tea. I want to tell you today that Jesus himself is right there in your midst. That you don't have to be in a building to have God show up. You don't have to be in a building to have church. Because where you gather as followers of him, There he is. He's with you today. His presence is there. His healing power is there. His life-giving power, his spirit is there with you right now, wherever you're at. I want to encourage you today. When we're done, when we're done, church, that you continue to be the church. I want to encourage you, if you're with people today, I want to encourage you to take a few minutes and and begin to talk and say, you know, what's God saying to you? You know, things are weird. They look different right now. What's, What's happening inside of you? How can I pray for you? How can I pray with you? How can I join arms? What can I believe God for him to do in you and through you this week? As you leave this place, what, what can I be believing God for you? What can I do for you? Do you need help with something? There's something I can help you do. Wouldn't it be great that if when, when we're finally allowed to all gather in a big group together, and we have church, wouldn't it be great if the church in its shrinking and, and in losing its conventional norms began to explode? Wouldn't it be great if we had to have people hosting stuff all over the city because we, people's houses were, Casey's house was full. as like, I can't. I can't stick anybody else in my house and mine and Jenny's house are full and nobody else can come to our house. We've got to keep multiplying. We've got to keep finding places because people are hearing about Jesus and his life and his healing because people have questions right now and they don't know where to go. They don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. But you do. And the Spirit of God inside of you has those answers. So I encourage you. I encourage you today. Take a few minutes. Connect with your brothers and sisters. And if you're home alone, 
if you're isolating yourself, if you need to stay healthy, then I encourage you to reach out, call somebody. We all got phones. Text somebody. Yeah, hey, I'm just thinking about you. God put you on my mind. Can I pray for you? Is there anything I can do for you? Can I help in any way? So now what? Now what? We begin to link arms and we begin to walk together through this confusing time because the Spirit of God is inside us. The Spirit of God is beside us. He is before us and He is behind us and He is all around us and He is leading us through this no matter what it looks like, no matter what the news says, no matter what's taking place, He is there with us. And you just wait and see what God is going to do in this place. You just wait and see what God is going to do in your life, in your body, in your circumstances. You just begin to trust him and you wait and see. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.